So here we are with another Sunday and another gospel text about gardening, which means it's time for everyone's new favorite game, flower or weed. So I'm going to show you a series of pictures, and your job is to guess whether it's a flower or a weed. Pretty simple, okay? So here we go. Here's the first one. All right. You've probably seen this one before. It's pretty easy. Definitely a dandelion, and you know that that is a weed, right? It's a pretty weed, but it's still a weed. You don't really like them in your yard so much. Um, all right. So let's move on to the second one. Have you seen this one before? I haven't. Uh, it's called birthwort. It's kind of ugly. Uh, you'd think it's a weed, but it's definitely a flower. All right. So let's move on. Uh, next one here. Uh, this one's kind of pretty. Uh, it's got some purple uh, petals there, some green leaves. Looks like it might be a flower. Mm, it's called wild violets, and that is definitely a weed. Uh, still a pretty weed but it's a weed. All right, let's go on to the next one. So this one's also kind of a, a pretty little yellow, um, little yellow thing here. Um, this one's called the common ragwort, and maybe you guessed by its name that it is not the flower that it appears to be. It is also a weed. All right, let's see what we have coming up next here. All right, this one is kind of looks like a mushroom maybe um and you'd be right it is a kind of fungus um it is called the stinky squid uh i don't really know what it smells like but i assume by its name that perhaps it doesn't smell very nice um but it is a flower right um kind of an ugly one but still a flower all right uh two more uh, so this last one I think maybe you've seen before. I think there's actually some growing along North Avenue outside of the Cross of Life campus. This one is called Queen's Queen Anne's Lace. It's a pretty little white flower. No, it's definitely a weed. Uh, still kind of pretty. It's actually one of my favorite weeds, um, but it's really pretty, um, but definitely a weed. Okay, uh, last one. Have you seen this one before? I think I've seen this one before, not in person. I've just seen pictures. Uh, it's called the corpse flower, which kind of gives it away. It is a flower, kind of an ugly flower, kind of an ugly name, but it's still a flower. All right. So I think all of that goes to show us that things are not always exactly as they appear, right? Some flowers are ugly and maybe smelly and have strange names, and some weeds are kind of pretty. It looks like they could be in a bouquet, right? But we have this tendency, I think, to want to label people and things, don't we? To put them in neat categories as either this thing or that, weed or flower, good or bad, as though things can only be one or the other with no space for the in-between. But Jesus seems to push back against that kind of thinking in this parable today. The servants are quick to identify the weeds among the wheat, but the householder urges patience. Wait, don't uproot them just yet. You see, Matthew's gospel is a bit of an anxious gospel. Alongside the parable of the wedding banquet where 
those who are invited don't show up, and those who aren't invited are pulled in from the streets in their place. And the parable of the ten bridesmaids where half brought enough oil for their lamps and the other half didn't. This parable takes its place in a gospel filled with wonderings about who does and doesn't belong. Such parables speak to a divided community with a very real anxiety over who the true followers of Jesus are. Who belongs, who doesn't? Who's in, who's out? Divided communities. Matthew's gospel feels acutely relevant, doesn't it? We like to know where we stand. Our human tendency to compete seems to drive this desire within us, not just to label, but to know that we're somehow different or even better than another group. Well, we're not those kinds of Christians, or well, we vote for the right party. We believe the right things. We want to know who belongs where, and by extension, who doesn't belong. And in our rush to uproot what and who we think don't belong, we end up doing more harm than good in the process. Because what happens when we divide ourselves? We become more deeply entrenched. There's less common ground, a larger gap between us and them, between our side and their side. And it's harder to reach across differences and to have real and meaningful dialogue with one another. In this parable, the servants are quick to identify the weeds and the wheat. But I wonder, who gets to decide what the weeds and the wheat are? I'll bet that answer would change depending on who gets asked, right? Who would willingly and readily identify themselves? with the weeds. Now that's not to say that there aren't weeds in the mix at all. We have only to turn on the news to realize that evil pervades our daily reality. This parable doesn't deny that reality. There is judgment here, and it only intensifies from this point on in Matthew's gospel. But instead, this parable calls us to examine the weeds among the weeds, not distinct from each other as though they can always be so easily separated. It's our human nature, after all, simultaneously weed and wheat, saint and sinner. None of us is perfect. None of us gets it perfectly right all the time. But then notice where the weeds show up. While everybody was asleep. As our world grapples with the aftermath of the killing of George Floyd and other acts of violence against people of color, I've noticed a pattern. There's always protests. But then, after time, there's always a lull in those protests. Most of us go back to sleep until the next incident of blatant racism. But the reality of racism never goes away. 
least of all for people of color. What will it take to wake us up and to keep us awake? What will it take to uproot the evil weeds of racism and white supremacy from our midst? And then what of judgment? For the weeds, this parable ultimately ends with fire. But what does fire do? It refines, right? Very rarely does any real change come about without a great deal of kicking and screaming. Or to put it in Matthew's terms just a few verses later, weeping and gnashing of teeth. We resist change, right? The work of anti-racism is hard and it's uncomfortable, but we need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable for the sake of our partners, for the sake of our neighbors of color, for the sake of our hurting world. It's not going to be easy, but it is necessary work work of the kingdom of heaven, building God's reign on earth, the way of living together as the beloved community, as God yearns for us to experience. This parable gives us a place to start. Wait. Don't be so quick to judge or label. Slow down and pause. Lean in and listen. We don't always have to be the ones doing the talking. Leave room for the in-between spaces. Be open to grace. Be open to change and being changed. We might just be surprised by the encounters and the experiences we'll have. Glimpses of the kingdom of God as we pray on earth as it is in heaven.